really a prayer, the way I see it. And I thank God that God put this prayer there for us to pray. And so we pray this as we hear the word of God. I remember when I was newly saved, and long after I was saved, I would read the scripture. I I didn't really understand what God was saying there. But when you read, like I said last Sunday, uh, I think on Easter, uh, excuse me, on uh, New Year's Day, God reserved revelation for us. And until you get revelation from God, you're just reading. It's not going to do much to you. That's why we pray and we study the Bible until God opens our eyes. As he says in Matthew, he says, lest they understand in their heart and turn. Once you understand in their heart, you will turn. And then he says, and I should heal them. Don't think about your sickness. Because all we're thinking is sickness. Healing is free from everything that was holding you back. That's what that is. Let the understanding your heart and turn and I should heal them. God has no choice once you turn because he got the revelation. Amen? So let's pray. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord has opened my ear and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. May that be your portion in Jesus' name forever. I'm going back to the message I started. The mighty word of God. And I'm basically talking about the word. The word of God is supreme. The word of God lives forever. Because it's not what we think. We think about the word, the word that we speak. According to the word of God, the word of God is a living being. The word of God is a person. In the beginning was the word. Before anything was, the word of God was. In the beginning, that's John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The word of God is God. When you have the word of God, you have God. He sent his word. That's what the Bible tells us. He sent his word and healed them. And delivered them from all their destructions. If God's going to do anything in your life, he's got to come through the word. That's why he sent his word. Why didn't he heal them from just from heaven? No, he sent his word and healed them. Psalm 107 verse 20. He sent his word and healed them. And delivered them from all their destructions. The word of God can deliver you from anything that comes against your life. He delivered them from all of their destructions. We do a lot of things and we go through life and things come at us trying to push us down. We are constantly fighting to get up and to get ahead. But the word of God can put you in that place that you want to be. He sent his word and he healed them. And delivered them from all their destructions. I'm depending fully on God's word and nothing else. Because that's the only thing that can deliver. Some people with with science and all of that, they can deliver you somewhat. But total deliverance comes from God. It's got to be from God. All good and perfect things came from God. And God is the word. God cannot speak except by the word. And once he speaks, change comes. So everything is by the word of God. That's what I've come to realize. I've got to stay with the word. Not man's opinion. I don't want to be entertained when I go to church. I don't want that. 
I don't want anybody trying to stimulate me, you know, get me up with my emotions. That's not what I'm there for. I want to know what God said the Lord. What God says. And once I get a hold of what God says, and I understand what God says, I'm free. I'm not freed by the pastor. If you are going to be free, he's through the word of God. Pray to God, the pastor is speaking the word of God and nothing else. Because if you're getting something different, you will stay in bondage. And when you stay in bondage for long, it becomes normal. That's the way your life is. And you are not thinking of anything bigger. You don't think that your life will be better. But when you stay with the word, the word of God brings deliverance. When I left Africa... I, had, I knew clearly because of the way I was raised that there were demonic forces attacking my life, but I didn't know what to do with them. I cried out to God. I went even to ministers. They couldn't help me. They knew just some, and they didn't get the whole thing. And I cried out to God, and I started reading the scriptures, and I got some books, and I started reading and all of a sudden, I realized I can get rid of these things from by myself. I don't need anybody. I can get rid of them because the word was clear. God has given us the authority to tread on serpents and on scorpions and over all the, all the powers of the enemy. God has given us that power. So I decided, yes, I'm going to be free. I, I was so excited. I couldn't wait to do something about this. And I did it. Spent seven days fasting and praying. And when I got out of that place, because the word of God had opened my eyes, first of all, I was reading, and I got really excited. And I said, God, this is America. They, don't, they go to church, but they don't believe there is a devil. <laughs> do you really believe there is a devil? Really? Why do you go to church then? The Bible says there is a devil. It doesn't matter what you believe. And the devil likes like it when you don't believe he is there. So he can torment you. And then you think, oh, that person is my enemy. That's the one that's causing me all this problem. No, it's the devil. And you got to understand that. And I, said, I got so excited. I started thinking, oh my God, where can I find somebody? Because when I tell them some of the things we experience in Africa, they laugh. It's like, look, are you sure you are not missing some bullshit? <laughs> You're talking about strange things. So I knew I couldn't get help. And then suddenly the book I was reading, I can do it by myself. That's why I went to the hotel. Well, as soon as I got out of that place, that's where I got this thing, my book. God said with me, pray an hour every day in tongues. And I started doing that. And I didn't realize my life was changed. But I lost all fear. I lost fear. I, I was not afraid of anything anymore. I wasn't afraid of the devil. I wasn't afraid of nothing. And then, as I read scriptures, it just comes out and I say, how oh, I read this scripture before. How come I didn't see this? I'm the lowest of the low in the church because I, didn't, I don't have understand. I thought they all knew, and I was behind. I got to catch up. So I got to read the word of God to catch up with them. And then when I talk to them, they say, where did you get that from? I say, I thought you guys all know. Well, you better be speaking a whole lot because we don't know these things. As soon as they find a crazy person, excuse me, <laughs> somebody that was, they considered demonized, they said, we know the man that is crazy enough to help you. He's crazy. In the, I mean, we sit in class and when I start speaking, they laugh. It's like, you've missed something. Until they met somebody that was demonized and the person needs help. They say, well, we can't help you, but we know somebody in our church that's crazy enough. He may be able to help you. And then they bring them to me. 
And as soon as I start praying for the person, guess what? They want to leave the room. The word is God. Amen? That's what changes things in our life. Just that word. Listen to this. I shared this last week and I just, I just cannot get away from it. Who confirms the words of his servants? Notice the servant is not capitalized. I know by the grace of God, because God has called me, this is not bragging, not boasting. I know God called me. I'm his servant. I'm his servant. He will confirm what he said in his word. Because God is not a man that he should lie. God said it. So I know my place. That whatever I say in his name, God will confirm. But I have to be in line with what the word says before I say but he confirms the words of his servant. And as I saw that, I started thinking, Bless the people of the Ark Fellowship, O oh God! Bless them. You confirm the words of your servant. I want you to bless them. Not deliver them from troubles, because the Bible says troubles will come. But God will bless the people of the earth. Can I hear amen? amen? God will bless you in everything that you do. Your children will be smart. They will love God. They want to be in church all the time. They ask questions. They just, Why are these kids asking? Where did you get that from? Amen. They will do well. Your marriage will be great. An example to people. Can I hear an amen? I'm speaking in the name of God because I'm his servant. Some of you, all of you, we have so much money, you're wondering, God, is this really you? Why am I getting all of this? Or is the devil trying to trick me? May God bless you and let his blessings come upon you and overtake you, knock you down, and may you never recover. Because God said this in his word. Amen. He confirms the words of his servant and performs the counsel of his messengers. I got some counsel this morning from God. Amen? You will do well. You will do well. No matter what's come against your life, God will take care of it. You just sit back and rest. That's what Jesus said. Come unto me, all you who labor. Right? And I will what? Don't think about it. Like Angela said this morning, think more about what you want to do for God than what you're going through and your troubles. And God will bring you over it. Amen? He confirms the words of his messengers. This is so important. Who says to Jerusalem, you shall be inhabited. Now, when the word of God says to Jerusalem, you shall be inhabited, the people were already there. But it's going to bring more people. You see what that means? The Bible talks about desolate places. Isaiah 54, and your children will occupy desolate places. You know what God is talking about? The world. The desolate not that they don't, they don't have a land to live in, but they don't have the water from God to drink. God's sending us. Amen? I remember very clearly the city where I was living. 
back in Nigeria, we were having a hard time. There was no company in the city. Everybody was down. And then we started having gospel. Some of us, if you check, there's one Ayo Rishijafo, who is a friend. He got saved. And all of a sudden, guess what? Companies started coming into the city. Companies. People were employed because people turned around and they started saving God. Small city compared to Houston, Texas. It's too wild. It's too big city. But small city. Companies started coming in. People started prospering. And I didn't think about it. But I was listening to a man preaching in the crusade, and all of a sudden he mentioned that, and I said, yeah, yeah, you're right. Things have changed since we turned away from kneeling before idols and serving the living God. We didn't know God was bringing companies into the city. That's if my people, who are called by my name, if they humble themselves and they pray, they turn their hearts towards me, I will what? Heal the land. May God bless you so you have much to give. In the name of Jesus. And the desolate places in your life will be inhabited. That's what the word of God tells us. Born again through the word. The word of God is what does everything for us. And once I have the word, I have everything. (laughs) I have everything. Whatever I need, the word of God can provide. Because the word of God is a living being. He's a living word of God. And it changes things. God can change it in a second. You were in so much trouble. And then all of a sudden, the word comes in. And you believe the word. Act on the word. And in a second, God can change all things. And things can become beautiful. The word of God in Hebrew chapter 1 verse 3. Who being the brightness of his glory. That's talking about the word of God, Jesus. And the express image of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power. The universe. (laughs) Day and night. The sun in his place. Held together by the word of his power. Your life as well. Upholding all things by the word of his power. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is what's holding your life together. You got to realize this. You are not living because you just have the power to live. No, it's the word of God that's keeping you. He upholds all things by the word of his power. You're thinking you're the one doing it. Uh-uh. Whether you are a believer or not, the word of God is what's keeping you alive. The word of God is what makes you to be able to walk, to eat and do whatever you're doing. All things are being... That's what I'm trying to do is to let you know the power of his word. It's disaster for a person if you live and you don't know the word. Because the source of life is out of your life. You will be in darkness. There is no light until you know the word of God. The word of God is a lamp to your feet. It directs your path. It's the word. If you want to prosper in life. You know, it's God's will. Every father wants their children to do well. Right? So you think God doesn't want you to do well? I was listening to... And I read this thing, I don't remember, right? You know, it's like in, in sports, you know. The parents are sitting watching their children. When your children, when your child is at the very front, 
leading everybody. And they say, your son is over there, your child is over there. Yes. You want to say, that's him there. He's at the very front of him. But if your child is at the very back, when they ask you, where's your child? He's over there. Because you know it's not doing very well. It's over there. Which one? It's over there. It's over there. You think God wants to do? He's over there. In your life? You think that's what God wants? Where is your son? He's over there. God doesn't want that. He wants you to be at the forefront. My wife, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. They can't live without you. Life is not good without the believer around. That's what they're saying. No salt. No flavor. We give the world light. We're not talking about this kind of light. Without us, everything is gone. You know about the rapture. When the Christians live and the Holy Spirit is taken back to heaven, things will change on the earth. Disaster. Pain. People not even seeing Jesus. As the scripture says, They'll be looking for a place to hide when he starts coming. Some of them will ask rocks. That's why I said, I'm going to be a Christian. I'm not going to wait. I don't want somebody to I don't want to be saying to a rock, follow me and cover me. That's silly. But that's what Jesus said. People will be wanting that to happen. They go into a cave and then they run back out. When the time comes. He's what's holding everything together. He himself. Purged our sins. You know. Let me say this. To everybody that's here today. If you. Have said to God. Can you please forgive me my sin. Guess what. They're gone. They're gone. You don't have to cry. You don't have to beg. You know why? Because Jesus did that for you. And at the moment you are thinking about it, he's already so present with you. And all you have to say is, God, would you please forgive me my sins and make me your child. Once that comes out of your mouth, God takes over. The Holy Spirit takes over. You are now a child of God. You don't have to beg. You don't have to cry. Just ask him. Because his word has said it. Once you speak to him instantly. You are his child. He starts following you. Guiding you. And leading you. I never thought I'm going to believe in the United States. But events happen. That's where I am today. And events happen. Here we are together. I have a great family. (laughs) Amen. I have a great family. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living. I've been telling you this. He's a living being. The word of God is a person. When you take the word, then the word of God is God. When you accept the word of God and you bring the word of God into your heart, guess what you've just done? You brought God in. And when God is in your life, he is still God. And can change things in your life. The word of God. So you see the Bible talking about the word of God a lot. The key thing for the believer. Know the word. 
Give yourself to the word. Study the word. Just don't read. I want to know as much as I, I can while I'm on earth. I want to have revelation from the word of God. Study the word. Every time you go into the word, God, please let me see great things in your world that I've never seen before. By revelation. He's a living being. What does that mean? Living beings speak. Right? So when you go into the word, guess what? The word is going to speak to you. Not to put you down, but to uplift your life. Can I hear an amen? God wants you to be uplifted and glorified. The Bible talks about it. We don't want to take glory to ourselves, but God wants us to be glorified. He wants you to be lifted up so that the unbelievers can see what God is doing in your life. You are the light of the world. And then they can respond. He's a living being. For the word of God is living and what? Powerful. We want God to do something for us. The power is in the word. Believe the word. Stay with the word. Act on the word. When somebody speaks something that is contrary to the word, I don't want to hear it. I stay with the word of God. Don't give me your opinion. Don't give me your circumstance. Don't give me what's happened to you. That's not God. I want to stay with what God said. Amen? And if I stay with what God said, he's going to promote me. That's what the word says. He's knowing what the word of God says. The word of God is living and powerful. (laughs) Powerful. I want to spell the word powerful. To change anything. So that you have no fear in life. Because God is in your life. God is in my life. I have no reason to be afraid of anything. There is no one bigger than the word of God. There is no one bigger than God. And I have the word. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done. So once I've imbibed the word, I can change things. Amen. I can change things in my life and I can change things in other people's lives. And actually watch God as I speak his word to them. And they change. Last Sunday, we prayed, you know, raising your hand. I was really doing it for uh, our television program. But my dear brother John said to me, Pastor, after the prayer, everything was fine with me. Right, Brother John? We changed. Did I do that? No. The Word of God did that. The Word of God did that. Amen. The Word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. He's coming to divide. I think I just spoke about that this morning. The Word of God is that powerful. What is he dividing? He's separating you from that thing that is putting you down. Amen? He's separating. He cuts it off. He separates it. And separates you from it forever. That powerful word of God. The sword of the living God. Amen? He comes in. He doesn't like something. He cuts it off, separates you from it, and you go, glory to God. Amen. Separates you from it. He's sharper than any two-edged sword. He separates. He pierces. There's a division going on between the soul and the spirit. You know, soul and the spirit... 
You know where Satan attacks us the most? In our minds. That's part of the soul. Some of us, when he's attacking us, there's no sleep for that night. <laughs> he keeps giving you visions of how bad things are going to be for your life because of this problem. <laughs> he's a liar. The problem is little compared to God. In a second, God can change that. But Satan doesn't want you to see that. He wants you to be anxious all night long. I'm not, they're going to take my house. They're going to take, they're, uh, uh, oh God. Uh, uh, they're going to, and you're worried and afraid. But if you read the story in Luke chapter 1, Zacharias prophesied that God has granted to us that we being delivered from the hands of our enemies will live a life without fear and in righteousness. No fear. That got to me. I have nothing to be afraid of. I got God in my life. Amen? His will is going to be done in my life. I'm not afraid of anything. The worst of it is to die, right? I'm not afraid of that. I know where I'm going. But I'm not dying yet. I don't want to go yet. I got a lot to do. Let me say this back. The way my wife tells me. We have a lot to do. My wife corrects me. It's not you. As I know. It's we. Yes sir. Yes ma'am. Yes boss. The boss has spoken. And I got to listen. <laughs> I like those corrections. Sometimes my children are correcting me too. <laughs> but the good counsel, I listen to them. Amen. Good counsel. It's piercing, dividing the soul, the mind. All the feelings and all of that. That's soulish. But it divides between the two. You're born again spirit. Ezekiel 36. A new spirit will I give to you. And a new heart I will put within you. So you have a new spirit. And then the de- there's the soulish part of you because you're human. And have to deal with all of these issues of life. That the word of God pierces down. Comes in and pierces. And divides between what is happening in the soulless realm. And what the spirit really can accomplish for you. Through the spirit, your new born again spirit. You can change everything. And not be afraid of anything in life. Because God is with you. If God be for me, I like him. Who can be against me? What can be against me? I want you to think about that. Once you have the word of God, you have the supreme. Amen. Whether you are little in the eyes of men, that doesn't change anything. By the time they get to know you are a real prince, I hope it's not too late. For them. But this year, God's going to make them see you as a prince. Can I hear an amen? Because we are going to be reaching them. And they will respond. We're going to be winning thousands and thousands of souls. I believe that. You may think, how are you going to do that? But God can do it. Not me. God says, open your mouth. Wide and what? I feel it. You gotta learn to think bigger than yourself. If you believe in God for something that you can handle, why do you need God? You can do it. Why are you asking God to do that little stuff that you can do? And then after you do it, oh, glory to God. Well, you did it. It's simple to do. 
He gave you wisdom to do it. But when you believe God for something that's bigger than yourself, like the $40 million for the Ark Fellowship, and I'm believing God for that, and I know you believe in with me. We are together in this. Amen? Amen. And guess what? God is going to make it happen. Really? Let's count how many people is going to be given a million each. And everybody says, I don't know about that. (laughs) But when it's God, there is nothing impossible. If you can believe, the Bible says, all things are possible. And we're going to believe together. And the word of God is with us. Amen? Join tomorrow, a designer of the thoughts and intent. You see, that's what is happening. The word of God comes and tells you, you shouldn't be thinking this way. And it begins to divide as you study the word. Your way of thinking, your worldview, everything begins to change and turning towards God himself. And you sometimes are not even aware you are being changed. I know that for myself. I didn't realize my life was being changed until somebody says, you're different these days. Really? (laughs) But that's what the Word of God does. It changes you. Amen? That's what changes you. First John, I'm going to close with this verse. I I thought I was going to finish uh, this today. Um, this is so important. It says, This is he who comes by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Ah, he came by water and blood? Have you read this scripture? What does that mean? He came by water and blood? Have you ever thought about it? This is who, this is he who came by water and blood. Jesus Christ. What does that mean? Not only by water, but by water and blood. So this is significant. But do you really know what it means? What is he talking about? That's the word of God came by water and blood. Jesus Christ. Not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who bears witness to the water and blood that this is how Jesus actually came. He came. Through water and blood. But what does that really mean? And it is the spirit who bears witness. Because the spirit is truth. Listen. Jesus said I am. The Bible tells us. He is the truth. Jesus is the word of God is the truth. But here he tells you the spirit is truth. The spirit is truth. And he bears witness to the fact that Jesus came by water and blood. Verse 7. For there are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. These three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth. The spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. But what does this mean? I'll tell you next Sunday. So I invite you to come back. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, is that good? <laughs> so stand up now, we're we'll closing. <laughs> By the grace of God, I'll tell you what it means. <laughs> the Lord is with us. He loves every one of you dearly. Please, even if you're going through troubles, forget the troubles. Think on the word of God. And the word of God will carry you. Never complain, please. Don't ask questions like, why is God not, or why did God allow this in my life? Once you do that, because what you may be going through is a test to see, as it says in in, uh, uh, Deuteronomy, it says to see what's in your heart. He said, I put you through the wilderness and gave you all these troubles to test you, to see what is in your heart. And that's what God may be looking for. So when you're going through stuff, overlook it and stay with the word. And once you stay with the word, things are going to be better. Believe me. It may not happen overnight, but God is taking you to another level. Can you guess is what I'm talking about? He's taking you to another level. How, no matter how bad the situation is, God can bring good out of it. Amen? Amen. Everybody close your eyes. And you can bow your head. If you're here today, this morning, and you're watching by television or internet, and you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, You are doing your life a great disservice. You are hurting yourself. Because life is not only the life we live here on earth. Life is beyond that. You have to make it to heaven. Like I said this morning, all you have to do is say, God, please forgive me. And make me a member of your family. That's all you have to do. You don't have to cry. Just do that. Humble yourself and say, God, I'm sorry. I've made a lot of mistakes, but I'm coming to you. If you're here today and you've never, or you're watching by television or via the internet, if you haven't prayed the prayer to allow Jesus to come into your heart, John chapter 1 says to receive him. I would like you to join me today in prayer and ask Jesus to come into your heart. If you're that person today and you're here, forget about people. It's your life and God. All I want you to do is raise your hand and say, God, I'm coming to you. Some of, some of us have received Christ, but we are not working with him, but we want to come back to him with all of our heart. If that's you today, be sincere with God. It's so important. Forget people and do what is right for your life and your family. So if you're here today or you're watching the television or the internet, would you raise your hand and say, I need God in my life. Would you raise your hand? I need God in my life. We're going to pray the sinner's prayer. All of us together with those watching television, internet. Say with me, dear God, I thank you for sending your son into our world to be our savior. Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. I've done things that are wrong. And I want you, Lord God, to come into my life. Jesus, I invite you into my heart this very day. 
In Jesus' name, amen. I'm still going to pray for those who are sick in the body. I want you to lay your hands on where you're hurting. I'm not the healer. The word is the healer. Amen? And as you do that, God's going to heal you. And what you do right after that, sometimes you can't do anything. Just thank God for your healing and wait for it. Amen? But if you can do something, you have a pain, you can walk or whatever it is, you can see. Open your eyes and see. Whatever it is, God's going to do it. Would you place your hand where you're hurting right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you because your word cannot return to you void. I speak healing according to your word. You sent your word and healed them. And you delivered them from all their destruction. That you, you were talking about us. Today we stand before you, O oh God, and ask that you heal us according to your word. We rebuke the pain. We rebuke the disease. We rebuke the sickness in the name of Jesus and claim healing from the word of God. I thank you for healing this morning and touching those who are sick, those watching by television or by the, by the internet. They've laid their hands according to your word. They shall lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. We receive that healing today by the power of your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you do what you couldn't do before? That's all the Bible. You need to put your faith in action. We're closing now, so I ask you to lift your hands up to the Lord today. In surrender. There's an interpretation to that. Let's wait for God. Let this year begin. All I ask is for you to be used by me. Use me, Lord. Don't refuse me, for Lord, surely there's a work that I can do. God, as we begin this year, Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Use us, Lord, for your honor and for your glory. We thank you, Lord, for it. In Jesus' name. Just keep standing in His presence. I can feel something to that. It's better than closing. God is here with us today. Why don't you honor Him? He's right here today. I can feel. I can feel. I can feel His presence so strong. I feel his presence is strong. Jesus is here with us. The word of God is here with us. Oh God. Oh God. Morosonila Iahatalis Vanuriza Bacandalis Moroso Condolese Vadasi
The Bible says, In the last days I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. The young will dream and see vision. The old will dream and the young will see vision. That's the word of God to us. And what we have now is tongues and interpretation and prophecy. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Lord God, we honor you today. We honor your presence. We know you are with us, the Ark Fellowship. And you have given us a mandate. You have commanded us to do your work. And as a church, we say to you, God, we are willing. We will obey you. We will do what you ask us to do. My God, I pray for every member, everyone that steps into this church today, for them and their families, the young ones, the teenagers. I pray for them today, Lord God, that they will see visions of you, God, and have dreams from heaven, angels ministering according to your word. To your servant. I thank you for this, your servants here this morning. Bless us, O God, as we go. And let us not forget what you've spoken to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We're dismissed.